that time again. It's time for the world famous yourgamesource.com podcast. Uh, once again, it's Yes, Elvis Lives, and it's another beautiful evening in paradise. And I've got the two CNC Unleashed, better known as Corey. I think it's because it has to be with Chris. No, no, no. It begins with Corey. <laughs> okay, then I'll start with Chris. There we go. Don't start with Chris. Don't start with Chris. Okay. Oh, no, it's starting with me. I'll tell you what. No, no, it starts with Corey. We go in reverse alphabetical order. We talked about this, man. But I believe it goes by seniority, and I have seniority. Um, I'm older than you. <laughs> well, I'm older mean than you. Probably combined, but... Uh, <laughs> um, it's GA77ER and Killer X Wolf. That's me. And Chris? <laughs> and it is... Great to be back. How's everyone doing? Uh, what's up, world? What's oh yeah, of course. No, I was just taking that up. You know, build up the suspension. Okay. Yeah. So, how are you guys all doing? <laughs> we're, we're well, getting over the flu again, but doing all right. So. Okay. Well, I, I'm sorry. That's quite all right about that. Uh, I know. I know how Corey's doing. He's, he's doing himself, so he's fine. But uh, what's up, world? I went. You guys to 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 tell me what's up, basically. What's up is uh, what games are you playing right now? Um. Oh God, dude, I'm still on Nino Kuni. The thing is impossible to beat. It's it's just too it's too long of a game, and it's not one of those you can put down and be done with it. So uh, you just have to keep keep going, keep going, and keep going with it, and. So yeah, I'm still going to be on that for probably another podcast or so. And Corey, what are you playing? Um, I'm still playing Dead Space Three with Chris. Oh, of course. Whenever we get the time to play Dead whenever, Space. 3. Whenever we get. The, oh, actually, just a while ago, I was playing NHL 13. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Great game. Greatest game. Oh, wow. uh, getting back to uh, what I was playing, uh, I guess. Uh, so Corey's still on DS3 and uh, waiting for Chris to hopefully do a drunken playthrough, which uh, I'm actually in anticipation for as well. Um, I guess uh, what we're we just got in uh, Metal Gear Revengeance and also as well um, Crisis Three. So I know we'll be looking over that pretty soon. And I know uh, uh, Corey said uh, Crisis Three he may be also touching up on as well. Uh, so I looked forward to hearing his thoughts uh, on that because I know it's a highly anticipated game. Um, the second game of the month from EA, which I don't know if that makes total sense for a publisher to bring out two games within two weeks, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, Sega brought out a space shooter right after a space shooter, and I'll tell you how that one went later on in reviews. But uh, let's start off with the news. The new, the new, the new, the new, the news. I feel like there should be like one of those new cast, newscast, nude theme. cast. Yes, a nude cast, <laughs> a what? newscast theme. Well, actually, there is. Do, 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 do. There's a. It's an echo. Uh, it's the news. The news. The news. Actually, uh, the best I could. Do. I'll, I'll try to figure out something. Find something someday as far as maybe like a typewriter thing or something like that. Um, but first off, uh, in the news, I guess this is going to be taped, uh, or this is being taped 
right before um, two major announcements coming up. And I know we've touched on the Sony uh, impending PlayStation announcement coming up in New York on Wednesday. But I know there's another major... That's correct. Uh, Circle your calendars for that one. Um, Another major announcement uh, is going to be made on Sunday, and that's going to be made by Bungie, makers of the, the Halo franchise. Uh, which departed from Microsoft after Halo 3 um, full-time and uh, turned over to 343, but they are, did their own game, and they're actually starting their own IP, which uh, their first of their 10-year publishing agreement with Activision uh, is going to be announced, and it's uh, tentatively titled Destiny. Um, so my question to you guys on Destiny is, uh, outside of the brief hints that it most likely will be a space shooter, which, you know, for Bungie's a reach, um, what more do you think might come out of uh, announcements on Sunday from uh, Bungie on Destiny? Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm here. So, uh, you know what? I, I guess I'm going to start this off because CNC always starts with Chris. So, um, Destiny, I think they're going to have a little bit of an announcement about its gameplay and its storyline. Um, if anything, Bungie might try to go on with a uh, some kind of um, what do you call it? Sto- uh, a series of these games. They'll probably keep them similar to Halo as far as uh, graphically and as far as storyline wise. They'll, they'll change that up, obviously, but they'll keep it very similar uh, just to keep those Bungie fans and those Halo fans interested in them. And then they're going to make a whole new game, a whole new way to go about this uh, to appeal to even a broader audience. So, so, you, probably, so you see something in, in essence beyond what the Halo universe can do. Exactly. I think what they're going to talk about is just what uh, – like this Sunday, I think they're just going to talk about the the story of, of uh, Destiny and tell us kind of what's going to happen at the start. But I think based on what they get as far as feedback, they're probably going to go all out and uh, make other ones afterwards. But it looks like something that they could easily do. Fair enough. Corey, did you uh, have an opinion on what you think Destiny might ultimately end up as? Like, ultimately, like, I could see it, uh, you know, following... I don't want to say the footsteps of Halo, but it's going to definitely, like, uh, have that same Halo feel to it. But um, but ultimately, like, I'm, I'm excited to see what it is. I don't want to make any, like, predictions on what it's about or anything like that. I just want to uh, be excited and enjoy what, what shows up for sure. Sweet. Well, uh, we definitely look forward to, to seeing what uh, Bungie has to offer when it comes to Destiny is concerned. Um, we look forward to the announcement and just want to let everybody know you keep right here on yourgamesource.com or our Facebook page, GameSource, uh, for the latest info on how you can actually get the latest update on both the Destiny announcement and then also as well the PlayStation announcement uh, coming from Sony on Wednesday as well. We'll have all the information, how to get live feeds to the to the Sony announcement, and if there's a live feed to the Destiny announcement, uh, we'll obviously get that to you as well. And any late breaking news, we'll definitely provide it to you. So, 
Um, that being said, uh, my next question for you guys, as far as the news items are concerned, Nintendo Direct. Now, this Nintendo Direct that they had a couple days ago was not as extensive um, as what they did in, in January. Um, personally, I thought it was going to be where they had a net, were going to announce a lot of their third-party software that was coming this this year. But in all actuality, it seemed to be more uh, based on a lot on two different things: 3DS games, and then also a lot on the Luigi side. So, my question to you guys is: um, What did you think about the latest Nintendo Direct announcement? And we'll go off, you know, with all the information uh, from that as you guys talk more about it. Well, as far as, like, Nintendo Direct, they gave out, um, like, it, it seemed like information that we could have guessed. But, I mean, like, Luigi, how they wanted to bring him as a more vital character to Nintendo's, uh, what, mascots? I... And I, I understand that, like, Luigi's Mansion is going to be coming out, but I don't know if I can consider him as a, an important character in this. I don't know if he should have his own channel, per se, in this Nintendo Direct. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Well, here's basically what was announced. Uh, you yeah. know, just going to run down it real quick for you. Bit Trip Runner 2 hits this month. Yeah. Uh, Zen Pinball 2, you know, our friends from Zen... Uh, great guys, and I'm just so happy that they're even going into the Star Wars franchise now with their pinball, uh, pinball yeah. machines and pinball skins. Uh, they're coming out for the for the Wii U eShop, e so take a look for us uh, in Pinball 2 when it comes out. Uh, Tokitori 2 is coming out next month. Uh, Monster Hunter, the Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate demo, uh, that's going to be coming out soon. Um, hopefully for all markets, but I know obviously at least Japan, since it's so huge in Japan, and that will be available one week from today, February 21st. Uh, they talked extensively about Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate and how you're going to be able to utilize it, um, even a cross-play, I should say, for lack of a better term, between the Wii U and 3DS for this game. Uh, did you get a chance to see that, Corey, and, and did it impress you at all by doing that? Um, in all honesty, I have not seen anything on the Nintendo stuff that's been coming out. I did actually see, uh, like, I've been looking at screenshots of uh, of Monster Hunter. Because Monster Hunter is probably, like, the only Nintendo game that interests me right now. <laughs> but, um, uh, like I said, it, it does look super interesting. I do definitely want to get my hands on it. So hopefully at E3 this year I'll be able to play it. Probably be the only Nintendo game I play all year. <laughs> People mark that down. There you go. I'm marking it down. Well, uh, Chris, they did also mention, like I said, this was the year of Luigi. And to them, yeah. that means uh, Luigi's Mansion's Dark Moon. Uh, that's coming out this year. Also, as well, um, another new entry in the you know the long-running Mar Mario and Luigi RPG game series. Yeah. Uh, that's also coming out. And also, uh, basically, what that means is going to be Mario and Luigi Dream Team is ultimately the title. And that's going to launch this summer. Um, there's going to be a new golf title, Mario Golf World Tour. That's coming out for the 3DS. It's going to be released yeah. also sometime in the summer. Uh, so with all these Mario and Luigi-related announcements, does this get you more interested in the Nintendo products? Um, to me, no. But it's just because I, I don't think that uh, releasing 
new games of old characters is going to get me to play the game more. I want to see new and innovating stuff from Nintendo. So Don- uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns to the 3DS is not, not going to do it for you either? N- no, that's not. I, I remember playing it when I was, what, on the Super NES, and it, it was fun, but it was at the time. Now I, I want some newer stuff. I want newer material, newer stories, and Nintendo has that 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 software that they can make uh, great games, original games, and I just don't see them doing it. They're just basically taking Mario and they're turning it into Call of Duty, trying to release more and more Marios. So, it, I don't know. Some of the old stuff was fun, but it was fun. If I went back and played it, I would still have fun on the original stuff. I don't want to replay it in a newer scene. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's just that's just me. Maybe maybe I'm being a little too harsh on them, but I think that I mean you can't beat a dead horse more than twice. After a while, it just starts getting old. I think that they have to move on and get some some newer material, or at least um, whether it's them that's making it, or if they can get some other third parties to to help them make some very good games, like strictly for Nintendo. Then I'll I might start going towards Nintendo's games more. Mm-hmm. I think this goes down to, or boils down to one thing, Chris. What is it? Monster Hunter 3. Only a <laughs> game to play. <laughs> and I understand that a lot of their ideas at this point are just rehashes or new ideas, uh, excuse me, new new versions of the same iterations uh, yeah. that we've seen. And and I can understand that, but it you know it's worked for them so well during the GameCube and Wii era, uh, era that that all they have to do is just throw a Mario name on it or a you know a Kirby or a Luigi or 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 what have you or Donkey Kong Country or what have you, and it seems to to do fine for them. I mean, what do you think it will take for them to go and start thinking outside of the box? Well, if they hit too many of these iterations of the same things, then I think that's, I don't know if everyone will stop playing, but I think they're going to lose a big customer basis of theirs. Uh, after too many new Super Mario Brothers, two, three, four, five, U1, U2, U3, or whatever they're going to call them, I, I think that they're just going to be like, okay, we just made the same exact game in 1080p three times. Customers were buying it, and now they seem to be on a stable level where they're not buying it anymore. Let's move to something else. And I don't want them to wait that long until they realize, hey, we have to make something else. Um, I mean, I feel Call of Duty is almost getting there. Even though people are still buying millions of them, I feel like from the reactions I get from, from, from other people and other online players, it seems to be dropping in like it's rate it, it would double in sales one year then triple in the next and now it seems to be steadily going at one pace so if Mario's going to keep doing this if Donkey Kong keeps doing it Kirby keeps doing it they're going to run out of ideas and they're just going to basically make the same game over and over again and that's going to kill them so if they can make something innovating before that happens that's where they're going to keep everything interesting in my opinion you you know what I think? I think that they uh that they're they're making games that are too reliant on on our generation. They should make like a uh, a new title for the new generation of gamers. 
Because if you think about it, like our generation is the generation that that really started like playing games when games first started coming out, like with the yeah. the NES, with the Genesis, with the Atari, and everything. Like we're the first generation, and all yeah. these games that are that are being rehashed and coming out again, like they're they're more aimed towards us more than the new generation. I feel like the new generation needs something fresh and something uh, pretty much for them rather than uh, forcing the new generation to take what we learned and what we grew up with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just well, a, but, but the thing is, they they developed Mario for 25 years, over 25 years now. To, same to way with start, Zelda, man. Zelda's yeah. about the same age. Not as many but, iterations, but yeah, it's about true. the same age. But, I mean, what can they create that is that impactful? What can they do now to create something that's that impactful? That's I, I what feel writers like, are for, man. Yeah. What game designers are for, not to rehash the same thing, but to create something new. I think, I think gaming is still too young to be releasing stuff like that. Maybe it... Maybe just right now, since those 25 years, that's a classic. People are like, okay, that's a good classic. After this fad kind of dies out, then they start up a new, what will soon be a classic. But it's, um, but it is, but like it is, as you say, it is a classic. It should yeah. be hung up on the shelf to be one of those things like, oh, dude, you remember a Mario World 3 that this happened? Yeah. Like, if they they stopped after like three. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, even Super Mario World was amazing for the super nintendo like it's yeah. it's not something that should have been iterated 50 times in each console that nintendo has come out with but like yeah they like like i said they they need to have keep classics classic yeah but the keep, problem is they'll still come around with it and people will go go, go you know depending on the title will go gaga over it and i i mean people are waiting in anticipation for the next super smash brothers and that yeah. would be the third or fourth, uh, third inter- iteration of Super Smash Brothers. And then, you're, then you're talking about Super Mario uh, yeah. Kart. How many t- versions of Mario Kart has Seven. been there? Seven. But then again, you know, people are waiting for uh, in anticipation for a new S- Super Mario Kart Wii U. You know, it just there. There's a portion of the population that still wants more. But like yeah. even even well, with with Super Mario alone, there's what like ten, twelve different iterations of it, from Super Mario one, two, three, or Super Mario yeah, and then Super Mario World, and keep going on from there all the way up to Galaxy, Paper Mario. Even you could even throw in there as far as a, a slight stretch of that. But the Super mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy you could say is an offshoot of that, or the yeah. new Super Mario. So. It, it's Which has been done like, like four times. But like new new Super Mario is in my eyes a a more beautiful version of like Super Mario World. It's Super like, Mario Brothers. Well, well, I say Super Mario World because of the way that the layout is in between levels. Like it's very very similar to that. Oh yeah, you're right. But then what it's, would you what would you categorize uh, the Mario Galaxies as Nintendo sixty four or Super or Super Mario 64, Super Mario 64. Yeah. Very similar to it. Because of the 3D aspect, how you can yeah. move around. It's the, very, it's the first Mario game that was 3D, which at the time it was innovative, but what they're doing right now is they're rehashing old ideas and just making it 1080p. Yeah. Exactly. They might add like one or two little things, 
to make it seem a little bit different, but they're not being innovative in the design of the game itself, which is what brings me back to they need to create something that a younger generation that isn't us can attach to, like, say, like, for ones that are a little bit younger than us, like me and Chris both love the Gears of War series. The Gears of War series is only uh, about to be fourth gen- fourth uh, four iterations in, yeah. but, like, it's still, across those three, it's still innovative. It's still, like, it's itself, yeah. but it's not, like, the same game that 10, 15, 20 years later, it's being rehashed in high definition. You know but what I mean? But it's still being sent out of sequence because this game is actually being set before the previous three. Well, right. because it has a story. Mario doesn't have a story. It, right. He gets the princess, and then, oh, you don't get the princess. Sorry. It's in a different castle. Yeah. And that's what his whole life is about. I feel maybe Portal, something like Portal, might have that kind of effect later where they'll make a... a a tenth anniversary of Portal and make a different version of it and keep going from there. I mean, that sounds like a game they could instead innovate and keep going on later on and it'd still be fine. But you're not going to see it happen for for 15, 20, 30 years down the road like Mario is. Well, even with Portal, Portal is in between one and two. Two got so many, so much new stuff into it that it redesigned the game as far as all the puzzles and everything. Like, the puzzles yeah. in, in comparison from 1 to 2, 1 was very simple puzzles compared to 2. Yeah. And I think so many people quote that game, and so many people know the characters just right off the back, that it's it's almost getting that popularity, even though it hasn't been out as long as Mario. It's got that popularity from a lot of the younger audience. Exactly. From the newer audience. Exactly. Um, what were we talking about, Gerald? We... <laughs> I'm not even sure. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take that entire section and we're gonna hit fast forward three times until this part right now, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> we're gonna get on to the next portion because I think uh, I think there's plenty enough talk about Nintendo for the next year. Right? Screw Nintendo. <laughs> Well, uh, I know this is a favorite part for you guys coming up when I uh, first talked about it in the script. Um, I know a lot of uh, rumors about Sony and their new PlayStation um, system that Chris still doesn't want to comment on or say exists. Um, But I also want to talk about if they do present the PlayStation 4 then uh, on Wednesday, then I know very quickly it's been talked about as little as maybe 15 to 30 days later. um, By the end of March, definitely, when GDC comes around, um, I think uh, Microsoft will be announcing their um, their version of a high, you know, the next generation console, which Chris says doesn't exist as well. But let's <laughs> just say for now, it it does exist. Um, and and let's go. I'm gonna play a little game of Game Source, True or False. True or False Game Source. So yes. GSTF. That's right. Game Source, True or False. That's you could say it like that, and or you could use those letters for another another meaning, but I won't say it. GSTF. What what the oh <laughs> I guess these that can mean quite a bit of different things. Yes. Moving so on. Is Game Source True or False? There you go. Fair enough. This time. <laughs> True or false, Mr. Corey? Okay. Okay. The name of the next Xbox is 
the Xbox 720. I'm going to go off on a limb and say false. Ooh. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I'm because sure false, not short answer. Well, I, <laughs> I, there's a little line underneath it for me to explain. So oh, this is Yeah, this is my little comment on it. It's this false is, comment. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I feel that way. Because with PlayStation, PlayStation... I feel the next one's going to be PlayStation 4. I feel like it's going to follow the iteration because all of the past, like, ever since Sony started making consoles, it's always been PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. It's going in its numerical order. With Xbox, when Xbox first released, it's just Xbox. And then with the new one, it's Xbox 360. So I'm going to go off on a limb and say that it's a very slim chance. I want to say slim chance, but is a uh, much lower chance than PlayStation being called the PS4 that the Xbox would be called the Xbox 720. Fair enough. Chris, true or false? Um, The name of the next Xbox is the Xbox 720. That is absolutely false. And here's my underlying uh, reason why. When Xbox was named 360... Microsoft said they used 360 as a as a world. They wanted to make it worldwide where everyone would be able to play from anywhere at any time. And that's when Xbox Live was getting big. It was getting huge after Halo 2 and uh, for this new console. That's what they wanted to focus it all around. 720 is going around the world twice. That makes absolutely no sense. They might call it the new Xbox or they might call it Xbox 3 or, X, or something else. But 720 is definitely not the name. I like Durango. I, I like that. <laughs> I understand it's a prototype name. Yeah. Uh, for well, the hey, Connect saved, never not, came out as Natal. That was a better name. Yeah, it but, was. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I don't think I've ever used my Connect to connect with anybody. <laughs> ever. It's supposed to connect you to the game. That's what they meant. No, it still didn't happen. It, it connected me to Netflix. There you go. It connected you into your Xbox. It connected me to Just Dance Kids and Once Upon and Once Upon a Monster. Yes, that's me too. I I got actually. I'm going to admit there's a free game that just came out recently. Sorry to go off on a tangent. It was uh, the Connect Party. I haven't had as much fun playing the Connect as I have with that. I want to record myself playing that game. I believe that is a double fine game, if I'm not mistaken. it, It is hilarious and it's fun. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm not going to like it. I put it in, or I, I turned it on and played it. And I, I sat for three hours playing, or I stood and, and played that game for three hours. And I was cracking up the whole time. I'm like, I love this thing. I need to record myself. And you know what? I might just do that. I might record myself and put it up on, on our page. That'd be on awesome. YouTube or, or something. And it's, I'll get back into that. But yeah, that's a, that's a double fine game, if I'm not mistaken. So I, uh, I can see Especially why you enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> So they seem to be the only company that has actually uh, been able to master the Connect on two occasions now with Connect Party and Once Upon a Monster. But uh, yeah. speaking of Connect, I'll go true or false with Chris. True or false, the next Xbox will come with a built-in. Don't call me Natal. Connect. <laughs> um. With this one, I'm going to go with false. And I, I'm going to say this because I think that they make so much money with the Connect that they would sell it as a separate accessory. Uh, they might do like a bundle package like they're doing now, but I don't think it's going to be 
a console with it on the console. Uh, I mean, if they make enough money selling it separately, then that's good. But also, people don't want to have their Xbox directly located in front of their TV or whatever it may be. And if they have to set their Xbox to be the camera, it's not going to be a pretty sight. Corey, what do you think? True or false? Um, I want to go with false as well. Chris, stop stealing my answers. Oh. Um, and, I, <laughs> and, and all honesty is because, like, I don't see a reason why to to include it into the box. Like, there's there's no – I don't see a way – for them to to integrate it so directly with the with the the uh, the UE to where it's necessary to have the connect or with people that have like because uh, like with with me and Chris in our in our positions we deal with uh, customers that have disabilities. Chris, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. To where like if they play a gaming console, then they they can't really use the connect be it they in, they're in a wheelchair or anything like that so if you force them to go into to use the connect then you're isolating and alienating a big group of people in a big uh, uh, a big audience that will like I said be alienated from the system itself yeah fair enough Next question, and this will probably uh, lead to a somewhat of a similar answer be with, in regards to alienating a, a certain part of your customer base, but true or false, Corey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, start with Corey on this one. They don't still my answers this time, Chris. Oh, no, I'm not. Trust me. The, ex the next Xbox will require an always online connection. I could see that. So is that a true or false? That is a, I would say, likely to be true. <laughs> it's a or B, true or false. There's no C. It's possibly true, but not really false. It's a, it's, it's a semicircle around the A. All right. <laughs> um, and I say this mainly because, like, uh, with a lot of the stuff with, uh, with like the consoles or with the like, say, like tablets, like, uh, like. For example, my Surface tablet. For me to be able to play Xbox games on it, I have to be able to be connected to the Internet. If I'm not connected to the Internet, then there's no point in me playing it because I won't earn my achievements and stuff. Mm -hmm. Same way with the computer. To be able to, to play on uh, Xbox Live games on the computer, you got to be connected to the Internet. So I could see them going towards that as well as uh, going towards... Like really, because they've already been focusing a lot on their on their Xbox Live service, so I can see them going with a new console, going really heavy towards online stuff. So I could say, semicircle around A, yes, it's going to be required to have internet. Go, Chris. But wait, before I like, <laughs> before you before I uh, let you go ahead, Chris, my question to you then is, aren't you segmenting a, a certain part of the? Let's just say. Um, U.S., you know, you know, I'm sure Canada, Mexico, South America, Europe, I mean, not everywhere do they have reliable ways of accessing the Internet. 
Oh, I completely agree. Where I'm from in Texas, it's the boonies, man. Yep, the only way you can get internet's through satellite, which you can only get a 1.5 megabit download speed in most areas, unless you pay a whole lot of money. So yeah, I, I completely, completely understand that part of it. And I'm going to be kind of contradicting myself with this next statement from the last statement, but um, there's what is like 40 million people that play on Xbox Live right now? At least, yes. I think they're about 50, if I'm not mistaken. About 50, yeah. So yeah. 50 million people that play on Xbox Live, that's still a lot of consoles for them to sell, and a really, really large uh, group of people to get that, you know? So I would I would say it's... I still, I still have my semicircle around the A. Mm. Chris, now we will get to you on that question. Well, okay. answer, Chris. I, I'm going to put a full circle. I'm not even going to go half circle uh, on false. Really? Uh, that they are not going to require an online connection. It's going to stay much like the Xbox 360. You'll still be able to play your games offline where you will not need the Internet connection to actually do anything. However, your online connection will be recommended, kind of like what Xbox Live is right now, to do updates, dashboard updates, game updates, stuff like that. Um, however... The like like what Gerald was saying, and like I would know, even though there are 50 million people playing Xbox Live, who knows how many of those are double accounts for one, and two, they could get another 50 million people to play if they were to play single player as well without online. Said, hey, you don't need to play online. You can still to plug this into your wall, plug it into your TV, and go. And then they can still play their new Elder Scrolls games. They can still play their new Fable. Whatever else they decide to come out with later on, they don't have to have online. So false, they are not going to make the new one can, uh, can I, always can, online. Can I just rebuttal real quick? Okay, rebuttal my perfect statement and perfect see statement. yourself crumble. For sure. So anyways, um, was it last E3 where they announced Smart Glass? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Smart Glass is supposed to be a in addition to these games, right? Yes. So, like, when these new games come out, you have to be connected to the Internet to be able to access Smart Glass. So, I, and I don't know if you guys can hear, but my puppy's licking his lips. <laughs> <laughs> that is not me. As long as you're not licking your new Surface Pro. Oh, no. He's, he's, he has to stay at least one foot away from it at all times. But, um... Is a restraining order on it? Oh yeah, before I even purchased it. So, but uh, like you to to be able to use a smart glass, and I've been using it with my phone and my with my Surface as well, um, and according to my Xbox and seeing all that information come up on it, like it's it's definitely something that I can see be integrated into even single player games like Elder Scrolls and everything. So. I still have. I, I'm gonna close my circle a little bit around the A. It's now three quarters of a circle. Oh, yeah. That's a very definitive true or false there. So, <laughs> and by the way, the actual count as of uh, February 11th, according to Microsoft, was 46 million Xbox Live subscribers. So halfway between 40 and 50. Right, right. So for our next true or false question, we actually have joining us live from Italy, Seven Valkyrie from the Command Center, it's Sam. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Sam. Good morning. I wish I could be waking up. 
<laughs> I don't. Good <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm late. It's uh, it's quite early across uh, across the sea here. Across the world. Uh, across the world. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you on. Um, and Good to be here. And we're just going to uh, continue on with the true or false. So I will get you in this next question on true or false. Game source. Arf, arf, arf. True or false. The next Xbox will not support used games. True or false. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, no. Sorry, I've never done this segment before. Is it no, like... it's brand new. What you're, what you're getting into is the revolution of the game source. It's GSTF. Game source to um, a I'm false. I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised. <laughs> what, what we're going to say is it's true or false. Answer the question the way you think it is. Will the next Xbox support used games? Go. Okay. No pressure, by the way. <laughs> this is oh, this is so intense. Like, I wasn't prepared for this. Okay, so I'm gonna say because uh, I want to say I want to say yes, it will because it would just suck if it didn't. Like, I know all those rumors floating around. I personally don't know if anything's been confirmed, but if it doesn't play used games, that means you can't. Not only can you not purchase used games, you can't borrow games from friends, you can't get games from Gamefly, like, so much of the market is in used games, and I know Microsoft thinks that if if it if it's like, oh, only new games can be played, they think that they're going to make all this money because people who would normally buy from um, GameStop or um, people who would buy from, rent from Gamefly or just borrow from friends, they're going to have all these new people who are going to be purchasing their game, and they think that's going to increase their numbers. But I think it's just going to upset a lot of people. Like, I know I personally, like, I don't have a budget where I can play, or I could buy a new game every two weeks. Like, you know, you have one of the big things about, like, having your friends is that, you know, oh, I just played this game, and someone else played another game. Let's, uh, let's switch. But... It's like I know I do it with my cousin. Like every time we beat a game, like we switch. But um, like I can understand why Microsoft think it, thinks it would be a good idea to only play used games or play new games. But I do not think that it would be a good uh, a good choice. So I'm going to say that that statement is uh, is false. That it will not the statement that. The new Xbox will not play new used games is false. Corey, your thoughts on this? And this seems to be a hot button for for gamers all around the world, or at least ones that shop at uh, used game stores like I do. (laughs) I know when I read it, I was like, I can't wait to be on a podcast so we can talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm actually going to agree with Sam, but for different reasons. Um. And it's mainly because I feel like one of the one of the big marketing strategies for a lot of games, like EA games, especially EA games. Oh my God, EA games! And this is what I hate: how the gaming industry is going-ish. Um, but say if you were to purchase a game used, 
you would pay ten dollars to be able to play it online, right? So I feel like that marketing strategy would be uh, would be integrated into a lot of the uh, gaming companies if they were to do something to combat used games. But as Sam was saying, like one of the one of the big things from being a gamer and even going back to our discussion about classic games and everything, it's uh like trading and sharing experiences with one another is one of the big experiences of playing games. Like and in all honesty, half of the conversations that I have throughout the day is revolved around video games about my experience with it, how I scream like a little girl while playing Dead Space Three and <laughs> And oh, I can relate to that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's... I think you should do uh, like a video segment of just a camera watching you play Dead Space Three. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, that's a lot okay. of people enjoy that. I know I would. Probably, probably. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. gonna get footage of Chris playing Connect Party. Oh yeah. Yes. Drunk. <laughs> Both of them at the same time. Yes. <laughs> uh, dude, I'll do that. I'll I'll get some alcohol. I'll drink and then I will put that up. But I'll I'll save more of that information for another time. Or you guys will just see it, just randomly pop up. Um, just so every, everyone knows, Game Source does not necessarily uh, uh, condone drinking. Yeah, yeah let's uh, while no, playing let's, video games. If you, are, if you are going to consume alcohol while drinking, please be responsible. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Please when be responsible. When you drink. You're playing games. Don't kill your friends. Yeah, that's the best thing to do. That's yes. the moral of the story. Yes, because I did it to Chris the other night, but I was sober. And Chris, yeah. I apologize. It's fine. <laughs> I I forgive you, because it was not on purpose. It, well, well. <laughs> is there something I need to hear about this? <clears throat> no, no. But anyways. Like like I said, it's it's all about the experience of the game itself, and you want to be able to share this experience. And as Sam said, like you want to be able to trade games with one another. Me and Chris has traded games plenty of times to where, yeah. like, we would have an agreement: oh, I'm going to purchase this game, you purchase that game, and then we'll swap halfway or like whenever we get done with the games. Yep. And like being able to do that will not only keep the the gaming industry afloat. But, like, if they were to combat used games so hard that you can only purchase new games and only play new games, it's going to kill the gaming industry. And well, it's all going to go down to mobile, and it's going to suck because I hate mobile games. Well, I can tell you right now from, from studies I've read, um, some of which have, have and some of which have not been sponsored by GameStop, um, the ones that haven't been sponsored by GameStop are from analysts that have been able to surmise and, and do re market research saying, saying that most of the money that people um, get or credit get when they go to Best Buy, when they go to GameStop, Amazon, or whoever, Walmart, Walmart whoever, to trade in you know, the credit goes back towards new games, not games to you games. It goes towards new games. Mm -hmm. um, I anywhere from fifty to seventy percent from what I've from what I've been uh, led to believe. Mm -hmm. Now, GameStop recently did a, a study saying that if there was any next gen console uh, brought out with um, that technology, where there was no allowed no used games, um, upwards of sixty percent of individuals would not buy that console. And I understand that's for them; that's their livelihood, and and of course they're going to. 
going to, you know, have something like that. But, it, you know, that that's shady in and of itself. But I think that's a general perception from uh, from some uh, people that um, basically in a nutshell, I just uh, I think that uh, even though the GameStop is trying to make themselves look good and, and say that, that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't buy the console. If the console's attractive enough, I think – um, from either Microsoft or Sony, I, if if it looks good enough, eventually people will not care that it will, will not support used games because eventually these consoles will not support used games. It's just going to be an all digital, all download future at some point in time. It's just a question of when, not uh, not if. But uh, Chris, My you want? Is... Oh, sorry. No, continue, Sam. Oh, I was gonna say like my my thing isn't so much will people buy the new console. Like I think Gerald, you're right. Like people are gonna buy the console regardless. Eventually, like people will just be like they'll suck it up and be like, okay. I'm just worried about the effect it's gonna have on places like GameStop and other play- retailers that do so use games. Well, they're already so closing not- down 500 stores already worldwide. I mean, if I mean if it does go to an inevitable digital format um you you've seen um i know you've seen it with gamestop they've tried to change uh, their business model somewhat to support more of digital sales but it's it i mean the brick and mortar stores of the past you know that that are now might be a thing of the past don't you think i think it's almost like you know uh out of this this actually opening a whole new can of worms about the digital content versus physical content question I, I don't know if you want to go into that or if you want to do your next well no because it, it it you can touch on that absolutely because you know it, it ultimately leads leads to will these systems support used games because if they if they won't support used games eventually they're just going to become all digital you know maybe let's say like how the new xbox was a better version of the uh, old xbox 360 um you know, whatever version comes about out of the Xbox, let's say 720, maybe a newer version two years from now may not even support a disc format and just be all digital downloads. But no, that's a great debate as far as uh, that's concerned, Sam, when it comes to, you know, a digital format um, coming up and the inevitability. And I feel bad, believe me, don't get me wrong, as someone who used to run several game stores uh, in the Las Vegas area, I mean, it... it Hurt when Game Crazy, which was the company that that I used to you know run stores for, that when that went out of business and and all those people were out of work and believe me I, I don't want to see the same thing happen to Game GameStop but do, I don't see any way eventually around that do you? Oh I didn't know that was directed at me. Yeah, directed at um, you. What goes in? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Uh-huh. Um. I thought it was just a, just a general kind of statement. I think it's just a time thing. Like, we can we can debate it as much as we want, but unless we have a uh, a solid answer, there's all we can do is really speculate. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, my next question for Game Source. Oh wait, so this this game doesn't end in the actual answer? There's a bunch of ones. 
There's no true answers yet because the Xbox, the oh. new one's not even announced yet, silly. I thought it was us, like, that Gerald had some secret and we had to guess what it was. No, wow. no. Such a cliffhanger. <laughs> no. Nobody told me the rules of this game. So, so wait, Gerald, so whoever gets the most answers oh. right, who gets the prize, or what, what prize do we get? Well, I don't know. The, we'll know when Xbox 720, which Chris says still says doesn't exist, comes out next month. Yeah, there's no such thing as a 720. They're not going to call it a 720. Yeah, we've already gone over that. I'm, call it I'm still waiting for my lunch be, uh, that both Chris and Jamie owe me for, you know, nailing the uh, price and launch date for the Wii U. So, I'm, um, you know... Sorry, we can't all work for Nintendo and find this out. <laughs> <laughs> I, the whole morning's ruined, though whole rest of my day, I'm not even going to be able to function. <laughs> the I next got stuff I got to do. The next question, will the next Xbox come out this year? And I'll go with Chris on this one. Uh, or this Fox. year? Yes. Like, you're talking about 2013? Yes, the one you say doesn't exist. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to have to put a big, big, big letter on this one. Is it a true or is it false, though? It's a T or an F. So. Okay. Yes, I'm, I've just narrowed it down from 26 to 2 letters. So it's either a T or an F. Um, realistically, I think that's false. Is that it? Is that all you got? That's all. That's it. <laughs> I say next year. What, what else am I supposed to say? That was next deep. Year. That was yeah. deep. very deep. Corey. I'm going to have to meditate. I'm so moved. <laughs> I'm going to have to meditate on that for the next couple of days. <laughs> can, we take a, can we take like a five-minute break just to just really <laughs> let that soak in? Yeah, yeah. Just silence, guys. False. False. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I think... You know, I'm just kind of stunned like you would be after a bad car accident. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> we just end the podcast right here. There right. you go. Hey, it's been a great pause. We want to thank you for joining us. Go ahead. <laughs> no worries. Um, in, in all honesty, I'm going to say that there's a high probability that it will. There's a high probability that it'll be true. And Sam, do you think it'll be coming oh, this year? Oh, um, um, okay. Do, would you I, like to elaborate as to why? I thought your answer yes. was just going to be just as quick as Chris. So I um, no, at least half, at least things. half of CNC actually, you know, explains themselves. It's all right. Oh. <laughs> the first C does its job. Chris, oh, yeah, Chris, so I do. It's me, precisely. No, no. no. I, I, per, I no. do all my work. No, no. Man, I'm you guys are so I don't cute. Do. Oh, thank you. I try. But anyways. <laughs> but anyways. the second on the list. No, no. We're going to reverse alphabetical. We've gone through this, Chris. Gerald's going to have to cut all this out, you know, because <laughs> of us arguing about CNC. I think we can make a CNC just from the arguments in this one podcast. That probably. Well, no. <laughs> no, you can't because you need more expletives. Yeah, there's there's not enough language. Oh, don't make me get expletive. I will expletivate this entire world. <laughs> Everybody watch out. I think everybody just needs to calm down. You guys are at a 10, bring it down to like a 6. Everything, we're going to get through this segment, and everything's going to be okay, I promise. <sighs> okay, I got it. I can, I can handle it. All right. So, my reasoning on true is because, one, there's very, very, very few games that have been announced for quarter three and quarter four of this year. There's only like 
one or two that's been announced for quarter three and four this year. Oh, yeah, and Grand Theft Auto is not a big one, right? I said very few. I'm yeah. not saying big ones or small ones. I said few. So, with that being said, what I feel like the timeline's going to be is E3, or they're, they're going to announce it at, like, February 20th, and then very soon afterwards for the Xbox. And then at E3, they're going to have it available to show. And then it'll be available. They will release around holiday 2013. Write it down. If I had a pen, I would throw it. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm writing. Give me a second. Okay. You can type it. It's fine. Uh, no, I'm writing it because that was your first statement. And, okay, I wrote it. So let me repeat. Uh, <clears throat> Corey is full of... No. No. Oh, sorry, my microphone cut out right there. But, yeah, you get it. Corey, Corey is not <laughs> full of Chris, all right? So... <laughs> Did we lose Gerald again? His little picture is still on the Skype call. No, I'm I'm right here. Sorry, I just okay. I, again I was so in shock That's by okay. what you said and and just was trying to take it all in and just took a deep breath and just you know kind of thought about it and pondered my life as I I listened to it. Uh, Sam always does that. Yes. Yes, it does. It's such a like meaningful podcast. I hope everybody by the end of this can just realize something about themselves. Um, so, Sam, before achieving a moment of zen, can you uh, let me know your thoughts? My thoughts? I'm, uh, I'm, try- I'm finding it a little bit hard to, uh, to disagree with Corey here. Thank you. But I, I think, uh, you know, and I was going to, like, and then I've been thinking about this, like, the whole time, and I still don't have, like, a good answer. I think it would be... A good idea, definitely. Like, there's always, like, what I think is a good idea and what the representatives at Microsoft think is a good idea. And I found that very frequently those are two very, very different things, unfortunately. But I think it's been – when did the Xbox come out? Oh five, oh six. Uh, About oh six. Six. It was 06, yeah. I just think of, like, the Wii U's out, like – Everything's starting to move, and every every like, there's all these rumors about new consoles, new consoles, and I think it's one of those things where people have been talking about it for so long that they need to, you know, kind of get their themselves together and um, <laughs> and really get this new product out. And I think a holiday season release is always a very good idea because it just it you push units more than you would at normally any other point in the year. Um, I honestly think it would either be, like, like um, holiday this year or maybe, like, spring next year. But, like, I think that's just too long to wait. Like, I, I think they need to get it out this year. So I'm going to say, yes, true, it is going to come out in 2013. Well, fair enough. I uh and moved again, to almost to tears this time. So, and believe me, that's hard to do. So, <laughs> my next question um, for Chris. No, actually, you know, I'm going to start it back with Sam. Uh, true okay. or false, the next Xbox will have a Blu-ray. I'm going to say true, because I think, again, it would be very dumb of them if they didn't. Um 
I know just from my experience working at Best Buy in the game department was, you know, a, a lot of people I would get was, hey, I either want an Xbox or PlayStation. I don't know which one. And a big selling point on the PlayStation is it's got a Blu-ray player. And that was a deciding factor for a lot of people, actually. Because, you know, when it comes down to it, a lot of the games available, I know there are there are titles that are exclusive to each console, each console, but when it comes down to it, you could probably kind of get the same experience. I don't know if that sounds blasphemous at all, but when you boil it down, I think that they're very, very similar and that the the existence of a Blu-ray player really tilts the scale. So I think that the Xbox definitely needs to have one if they want to keep up. I don't, I don't know how much how much labor and cost goes into that possibility, that it would be financially a good idea, but I, I think it needs to. Like, it's not even, oh, I want it to. It, it, it definitely needs to have it. Well, I couldn't agree with you more on that. So, Chris, what are your thoughts? Um, well, as far as having a Blu-ray for the Xbox Next Generation, I believe that is one of nice. the well, biggest... Nice, well-worded. One, one of the biggest... One of the biggest things I'm going to say false to, it's not going to have a Blu-ray. What? What? Yes, what is right, okay? What... Okay, what company owns Blu-ray? Tell me this. Samsung, Toshiba, no. LG, no. Sony. The, the name Blu-ray, the, the files for it, is owned by Sony. Sony only owns a small portion of the market share for Blu-ray. No, no, no. The, no, everything that, that's made, all the Blu-ray players and all the Blu-ray uh, stuff, it's all sold from Sony to Samsung, to Toshiba, to Panasonic, to LG. Sony owns the name Blu-ray, and that's why it's in the PS3, and that's why they were so big on pushing it. That's why they can make it cheaper than other Blu-ray players. Now, to actually be fair, the rights to Blu-ray, let's, so let's say somebody, um, you know, let's say 20th Century Fox sells a Blu-ray. They yeah. pay royalties to, I believe, eight different companies, one of which is Sony, which helped develop the technology, but not... They're not the sole entity oh, as far as... Exactly. But the thing is, Microsoft is not. So if if Xbox were to put in a Blu-ray player, imagine this. They have to pay extra just to have a Blu-ray player per console, whether it be $5, $10, $50 per console, whatever it may be. If they add that up across all their consoles, that means they're going to have to raise the price of each console. By that time, they're going to be kind of stuck in a, in a drought saying, oh, we have to raise our console $50 just because we have a Blu-ray player. Now, all of our customers are going to spend 400 instead of 350 and everyone that's buying the PS4 is only spending 300 or 350 And they still get the same Blu-ray. It makes no sense. Xbox still has 1080p videos. They do digitally. You don't have to have the Blu-ray. You can download them. You can rent them in, in 1080p. They're fine with... What about what HD DVD? The... If you can still find any of them, then use them. They're probably going to get rid of that anyways. That's like VHS now. <laughs> it seems do you, as do obsolete you think, VHS. Do you think it would be possible for them to release separate units? This is the Xbox with Blu-ray, and this is the Xbox without Blu-ray. Do you think that would be even remotely possible? Or that they would ever do that? Uh, 
I don't know exactly. I can see Xbox doing it, but on a profitable standpoint, I don't know. I got a rebuttal for that. Okay. When the Xbox Slim first came out, yeah, there was two different models that came out originally. There's the 4 gig and the 250. Okay. But I know what you're going to say, Corey. They still do that. Hold your horses. Okay. If you look at them, you can tell that the that there's a physical difference between the two. The 4 gigabyte has the matte finish, while the 250 has the shiny finish. Uh, not anymore. But not anymore, because yeah. what they did is they stopped making the 250s, and they made the an, an excess of the 4 gigs and just put a 250 gig hard drive inside of it. So, like with what they what they did before, they saw it. They made the two different consoles, yeah. but they they changed their business to where they only made the one console and just inserted the other thing in there. Hmm. I don't. I don't know how it's... technologically, like how Blu-ray players physically constructed. So I don't. I don't. I don't know how easy it would be to just it's add just a laser, part, like, really. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not anything big, but just that laser. It reads, <laughs> it reads differently. That's it. A laser beam. Yeah. Well, laser, not that kind of laser beam. <laughs> Next question. Well, I didn't get the answer. I think your your rebuttal was enough no, 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 of an no. answer. I didn't I didn't extend my rebuttal because I was waiting for my turn to answer because uh, I was rebuttaling your. Then please, sir, extend away. For sure, true. Xbox will have Blu-ray, mainly then, because of what Sam done. said. What? Hmm? And then you're done. No, nope, not done. <laughs> and it's mainly because of the fact that everything, as far as movie-wise, is going Blu-ray. But you also have to consider of the way that Blu-ray can affect games as well. So if it has the drive and it has the disc capability of it, if Xbox went with the the same the same style of Blu-ray disc that Sony does for their PlayStation games, they're going to have uh, better durability, as well as you can, you don't have to worry about having multi-disc games anymore, or as many multi-disc games as uh, as the Xbox 360 has. Now I'm done. Fair enough. Throne pin. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a set. I'm just picture like sunglasses coming down. We've <laughs> already thrown oh, a couple already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has a bunch of pens probably scattered around his house that he was like, I'm there's done. A, there's a whole bunch of them on my desk and over there. He probably bought a box of 24 pens just so that way he can throw it at, after each question. <laughs> right? right. No, he's probably the guy when you go to like a subway or you go to a restaurant and, you know, you pay, you know, with your debit card or whatnot, and they ask you to sign, and they have this, like, little cup full of pens. And you, if you go week after week, you notice that that stash gets smaller and smaller. You know, he's probably the guy that would be, you know, my, one of the main suspects. Just saying. Yeah. I probably would this be. This is documented proof now. <laughs> yeah, the pen cops are coming for you. All right. <laughs> that Sherlock Holmes of, of pen thieving. Yeah, in court. This is, this is a... This is evidence. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, next question is for Chris. True or false? The next Xbox will have a required cloud-based system. A required cloud-based system. So to clarify, 
everything will have to be saved to a cloud. There will be no physical hard drive anymore. Either that or be a small one like the Wii U, uh, where it's pretty much inefficient to store any games whatsoever, thus forcing you to either have a basic cloud storage that you have to utilize or pay for more cloud storage as it you know you get more games in your library okay um i i mean i'm probably going to be i don't know what Corey or what sam are going to say but i might be going on on the uh the general public side saying this i do not think it's going to have a required cloud system because as far as right now there's nothing that has a required cloud system there's a bunch of optional like apple has their optional cloud uh, Sony and, and Microsoft have their optional clouds, but you can still store everything from your own console, your own PC, your own devices. I think they're going to keep that system, but open up online storage more uh, where it's it's not required, but it's going to be a better a better advantage to use it. Sam? I think I think that's a solid answer. I think I don't think they're gonna require it right off the bat, but because I think it'd be too different of a, a transition for people because a lot of people don't understand what cloud storage is. Like I'm in the fortunate group of people who are technologically savvy and understand the concept of it, but and I think a lot of people like wouldn't understand it like they'd be like what do you mean it's not on my xbox like it just it's, it's a very difficult concept for people to understand sometimes and um like i just think that that requiring it so suddenly would be a, difficult for people so i think if they made it available to people and then maybe slowly transition to it that would be the best move all right, and Corey, you think that how important do you? It, let me rephrase the question then. How important do you? Well, it's not a true or false. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, do you think it'll be important? Uh, an important part, true or false, of the next Xbox is cloud storage. Um, for for the first time since all three of us has been on here, I would have actually agree with both of them. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, me and Sam's agreed all the time, but, you know, Chris oh, yeah. is always the oddball, so. Um, yeah, I try to keep stuff interesting. It's it's the first time all three of us have agreed. I'm going to say false as well. And I think it's 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 going to be a part of it, yes. If it's going to be a required or integral part of it, no. Mainly it's going to be because of basically the same thing that they're using it for right now is for, like, say, if I was to go over to Chris's house to play Dead Space 3, and I wanted to keep my my information, all my game saves and everything like that, it would be a lot easier to do it that way instead of just bringing my whole Xbox. So what if they take away used games, though? I would bring my copy of Dead Space 3. That's, well, what if it's attached to, like, your console, like a serial number type based? It would be attached to my account, not my Xbox. So you would transfer your entire account over? Yeah, I would have to anyways if I want my achievements. <laughs> I forgot. I thought yeah, that's the only reason I play video games, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> there, wait, there's other reasons to play video games? No, there's not. There's just achievements. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we settled that. 
But that that could also that that question can also go back to will the new Xbox require internet a constant internet connection? Yeah. Because, kind of based a lot because if it has constant internet connection, then it'll have a constant cloud connection. Yeah. If it doesn't, then the cloud system is optional, obviously. Right, Chris. In all honesty, I was really hoping that you would say true, so I can catch you in a uh, little conundrum there. Oh. Is it? It's required to have cloud, but you said that it's not going to um, need a, a, a constant internet connection. Yeah. There was no way I could say. <laughs> True. I'm like I. I just don't see it. Like oh, I don't. Did you see say caught in a conundrum? Conundrum. Yes. Yeah. Conundrum. In a contradiction. Same thing. <laughs> contradiction. Like ninety percent sure that is not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like saying that oh, caught you in a conundrum. People are like, do you mean do you mean I contradiction? Think, no, no. I mean, no. I, 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 I said conundrum, and I meant conundrum. No. I think while me and Corey were talking for like a minute, she just sat there and wrote it down <laughs> saying conundrum. Conundrum? Does Did he really be... say conundrum? That can't be right. I, just, I, I actually, you said it, I'm like, what? Like, I don't, you I'm you like, ignored everything else we said until we stopped talking. Then you're like, conundrum, you did not say that. You just completely Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't really word. listen to what you guys say anyway. Oh, uh, that's fine. Oh. I just wait my name to get called, I answer, and then I go back to playing uh, games on my phone. Oh, nice. Well, guess what? Uh, if if you want to join our CNC podcast, you might have to listen a little more. A little bit more. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. About this much. I do totally listen to what everybody says. Hey, don't lie. Don't change the story now. <laughs> Caught you in a conundrum, all right? <laughs> You're right. You caught me in a conundrum. Too funny. Uh, last true or false question, because this is getting kind of quite dangerous. Um, and I'll start again with Sam. True. Oh, dang. Sorry. <laughs> the next whenever Xbox. I get, whenever I get to the end of a test, I just start marking true for all of it, so. <laughs> Are you the one that just likes to mark the dots in, like, a certain pattern so oh, it looks kind of cool? I do, like, that stair-stepping pattern. Left and right, left and right. I figured. As I much. know, and then you get the one answer that doesn't like match that. You're like, I don't want to answer this one because it throws off my <laughs> my trend. <laughs> or I hate getting them where the like you legitimately answer and there's like ten trues in a row, and you're like, this does not look right. Something's got to be wrong. <laughs> well, the one last question I have left um, for the game source true or false segment, which uh, really has been expanded upon. Um, Sam, the next Xbox will start above or below $300 when it's announced. And that's true. This can't be true or false, mind you. All right, but you get the idea. It's yeah. gonna be, uh, just a real quick answer on that. So is, it, is it like high or low, like, yeah. like card sharks? Yeah, okay. we're doing a high, high or low, high low, 300 Okay. My first thought would be if they're going to release different memory size, this is the phrase I want, different, like, different internal memory sizes, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, my first thought, sorry, I gotta think about this. 300, I'm gonna say high, high above 300. Because, Ooh. so you think the starter the starter kit would be above three hundred? 
Yes, but not by much. I think it would either be like 300. 310? Yeah, no, like 306.94, roughly. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think just I I think that would that that would have been really go over above or below that. Uh, <laughs> I think okay, but I will I will follow up with this. I think if they do release like a smaller like increment of memory, that could potentially be below three hundred. But I think the main unit would be above. Fair enough. Similar to what the. Uh the Wii U is, you know, with their starter kit at two ninety nine and the uh deluxe unit at three fifty. So Yeah, I think if the Wii U the base one came out at three hundred, I think it's gonna, that Xbox would be above. Chris? Um I'm gonna say that it is uh below. I think that the starter is gonna start at two ninety nine ninety nine. Uh so I I don't know maybe it's just that I I don't think that right now the, their biggest kit is three hundred dollars well four hundred if you include the one with Connect but I think it's been out close, for six years though but not the Connect the Connect's only been out for uh, two years yeah two just over two years now and no three years one two no two years sorry two years okay. yeah. No, it came out 2000, 2010. All 2000, no, it came out at the end of 2010. So 2011, 2012. Yeah, it's been about two two years and like four months. So, okay, oh, sorry, bro. Uh, yeah, I think the starting kit, if they were going to have a minimum memory, uh, let's say at 250 gigs, I think that would come out at 300 or 299.99. This is beginning to sound like a math problem. <laughs> Chris, if you uh, want, you can borrow one of my pens. I, no, I need a CI calculator. Give me a second. If a train um, was going 30 miles an hour, going towards <laughs> Lancaster, and the... When did the connect come out? <laughs> what? As long as that train it's was calculus, hauling... It's about it. If that train was hauling all the connects, and <laughs> if, if it travels as fast as Fire Emblem, then we'll never see it come out. Um, but, uh, I would say that the minimum, the starting kit will start at two ninety nine ninety nine, And I just really want it to be that, basically that way to kind of say, hey, this is exactly what the best Xbox 360 was. Same price, but if you want to get more than what the best was for another $50, another $100, we'll include this. They'll have a bundle with games. They'll have a bundle with whatever else as a starting kit for three fifty four hundred, but the minimum is going to be two ninety nine for the new console. And after that long calculation, we have Corey. But wait, wait, am I wrong? After all that, you had the same exact answer as Sam. Yeah, I kind of said what I said. Just in an extremely roundabout way. Okay. Um, Corey, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sum it up here. I won't use the long answer like Chris. No, that's Professor Chris. Professor, oh, Professor Chris. <clears throat> yeah, my bad. Um, but no, I actually agree with both Sam and Chris. Mainly Chris's price point at two ninety nine ninety nine for the starter edition, and I would predict another hundred for 
the up higher edition. That's what I'm hoping for, actually. Am I, is this question what I'm hoping for or what it's going to be? What it's going to be? Oh, it's going to be higher. Even the even the starting model. Even the starting model. Okay, so you guys think there's going to be like a start and then a unit that's better than that? There's always been or, that way. What are? Okay, never mind. It's, it was that like it was that way when the 360 first released. It was that way when PlayStation the PlayStation released. Same way with the Wii U. Just not the Wii. People like their options. Okay, I just got a little... Okay, I was thinking the wrong thing. Sorry. It's okay. It's too early for this. No, it's not. It's 10... It's 12.30. Talking about... It is 9.30 in the morning. It is 12.30 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a point. It is. And on that note... uh, I guess before we uh, hit a break, I just want to touch on quickly a review of uh, the wonderful game that came out this week called Aliens Colonial Marines. Did you guys get a chance to uh, give that a try, or was it just me on this one? Looks like just you, Gerald. Uh, yes, because I did review it on yourgamesource.com. Your um, review has made me, made me not want to buy it. Um, and I apologize for that, and I was... So looking forward to this game, even though it was a space shooter, you know, releasing a week after a space shooter, both with a horror theme. Um, be that as it may, uh, you know, the pedigree from where it was coming from, Gearbox Software, you know, makers of the Borderlands 2 and Borderlands series, you know, I really was still psyched for it. And this game has been off and on in development since 2006. So it's really... Uh, Really looking forward to this game um, in in great detail, but once I popped it in, the only real game parts of the game that I really and truly liked were actually the the small nods to the actual previous uh, Alien series of movies. Um, the game itself is set um, after the second uh, Aliens movies, uh, the one with Bill Paxton going, um, "It's over, man. Game over." Um, <laughs> Uh, it's just basically uh, they're returning to Hadley's Hope to try and, and, and see if there's anyone they can rescue, um, another set of Colonial Marines, which basically, you know, are sent to slaughter for the, for the aliens that are there. Um, but pretty much when it comes down to it, when you look at the game, um, everything from the graphics to, to the voice acting and to the game, overall gameplay itself, uh, pretty much came down to once you uh, lifted the skin off of it from the from the surface, you basically get a, a straight cut dry uh, basic run of the mill first person shooter um, with pretty much no very little in the way of frills, uh, very little way of nuance, um, very little way of interest uh, outside of just uh, rinse shoot repeat rinse, shoot, repeat, you know, the same alien and the same alien types. There's very little variation outside of a nice stealth sequence, but even that is short-lived. Um, it really was was kind of a disappointment for a game. You know, that, that was pretty much, and I, I can see one of the reasons why the game, um, uh, the finished product was not quite what uh, it was intended because it, it was turned over to, to many different developing houses under Gearbox Software, um, 
So I, I guess they paid more attention to Borderlands 2 than they did this game because it really showed. Um, it was quite a uh, disappointment. There is a co-op. Uh, certain segments of the game you can go and co-op, uh, but certainly after playing Dead Space 3, uh, it, it doesn't even come light a candle next to that game as far as the co-op features on that game. And then the multiplayer itself, the only variation outside of a standard deathmatch, aliens versus uh, soldiers, that, that, that was really even remotely interesting, uh, was the escape um, mode which you play a segment uh, with up to three individuals uh, beside you while you uh, try to escape the aliens and something that uh, lends itself very, very closely to a uh, shorter version of Left 4 Dead. Um, and I think it's pretty much a nod to that game as well. So overall, I gave the game a 5 out of 10. Uh, truly quite a disappointment. And if you are interested in, in playing it, two uh, options, either rent it or wait till it hits the bargain bin because it will be there very shortly. Um, unfortunately for Sega, it's another another black mark and um, what seemingly, seemingly is a never-ending line of, of disappointing games for them. And uh, I just feel bad for them because this game should have been something oh so much more uh, because it seemed like it had all the earmarkings of, of being somewhat, you know, of a success, but unfortunately uh, fell through the cracks. And uh, that's my review of Aliens Colonial Marines. Um, if you'd like more on this uh, in great detail, I elaborate on my Yes, Elvis Lives, Your Game Source blog on yourgamesource.com slash yeselvislives uh, for more. And then, uh, like I said, we'll be right back um, with a Valentine's Day weekend uh, edition of the Roundtable of Doom. What do we mean by that? Find out after the break. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. There's many times that we loved and We've shared love and made love. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. It's just not enough. Baby. It's just not enough. Yourgamesource.com podcast, and uh, you know what? Uh, normally it's the round table of doom, but I, I think because it's the Valentine's Day weekend we're celebrating, and it's time to be with your special loved one that's out there, um, we just wanted to, to change it up a little bit and, and change the format. So for this week, we're actually going to be doing the round table. Of Chris, roundtable of of love. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard butterflies fly up from behind you when you said that. I and heard doves. it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, and, and, and like a chorus of angels in the background. And Cupid, right. don't forget Cupid. Exactly. 
So on this... For once, it's not Doom. We are not focusing on anything violent. It's all about love today. So do we all have to agree with each other? Oh, heck no. No. <laughs> I, oh, okay, I good. Know. I don't want to ruin one of the answers. So so we'll start off with the, this version of the round table of love. Um, and we're going to touch on your the subject today is your love for video games. Sam, when did you first realize your love for video games? I first realized it. And well, hold on. You'll forgive me if I sound like a you know romantic station DJ while I'm doing this too. It's <laughs> got like a like a Barry White thing going on. Soothing. Um, just a really like soothing voice. Um, my okay. I first uh, first realized I love video games in I believe I believe the year was 1998 when. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time came out. And before then, when did, like, the Game Boy Pocket come out? It was before then, right? I believe so. Yeah, because, like, I had one of those, and, like, I had, uh, I had kind of, I, had, I remember I had this, like, Pocahontas game on my, my Game Boy. But um, when Ocarina of Time came out, um, I was only eight, so I wasn't really at the point where I could play it by myself, I don't think. But um, I have my dad and my older brother, who uh, my dad has always been a huge Zelda fan since the original, and then my older brother is got really into it too, and I would just sit and watch them play, and I was just so captivated by this story, and we had the I remember we had the uh, the Nintendo Power Guide, and I would just like um I would that thing I cherish that thing I still have it, but um. Just this story that this game was telling. Like, I wasn't so much into the whole, like, like fighting stuff thing yet. I wasn't really into that part yet. But, like, I had the guide, and I would I would read this guide as if it was a book. And I would just, I brought it with me everywhere. I would read it all the time. And I was just so taken with this story that um, eventually, as time went on, I started playing it by myself. And... I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, cause I, you, especially when I was young, like, I, I read a lot now. I read a lot when I was young. And I was like, this is almost like a book, but like, I gotta, I gotta play this game. And like, it's challenging and, you know, this is adventure. And I was just so taken with it that from then on, I was just like, I, I was really into games that, you know, told a really good story. And that's how I got into gaming was it had to be a game with a good story. So I played a lot of stuff, you know, in and out, but it's always, you know, those Ocarina of Time that really, like, got me started. Chris, after that beautiful summation by Sam, by Sam <laughs> when did you first fall head over heels for video games? Ah. Uh. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Warm summer yesterday. breeze. Shush. Warm <laughs> summer breeze blowing through my hair. I could smell daisies in the distance. And I probably remember two. Probably no, remember. I probably remember two. No, no, no. Three. 
Goombas being crushed underneath my feet as I jumped on them, murderously laughing and going through missions and levels after levels, killing Goomba after Goomba after Turtle after Turtle, and basically, yeah, Super Mario Brothers Mm -hmm. from the NES was my first. (laughs) Which explains so much about you. Yes. Yes. I I thought of it as a, oh my god, I'm killing something. I'm not just playing a plumber that happens to be in a very weird world in a very weird situation. No, I was like, I'm killing stuff. Rocket. And the best part about that game is it was also attached to another game called Duck Hunt where I'm killing more stuff with a gun. So what else can you have better than loving of killing? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Definitely, it does. Now, Corey, yeah. we also want you to delve into your fascination on when you became truly, truly taken by the video game genre. For sure. Well, it takes place across three games. Ooh. The first one called Alter Beast. For the Sega Genesis. And it's actually my first memory that I have, that's the earliest memory that I can think of, is sitting on my dad's bed while playing, while he was playing Alter Beast. Now, if you knew my dad, my dad does not like video games, so this is definitely a huge, huge memory for me. But uh, that's that's pretty much like where it really first began. But it really, like, started to flourish and grow with a game that's called Mickey Mouse and the Castle of Illusion. (laughs) Also for the Sega Genesis. Now, this game, actually, I played hours and hours and have lots of good memories with. And it's basically the same. You just go. You you jump on stuff. But I got to kill ladybugs. And... (laughs) That's all I really remember is killing ladybugs. But then the third game. The third game would be Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm. Which you didn't really kill stuff in that one. You just destroyed machines. Yeah. And oh, Was it not fun every time? Oh, it was, it was very satisfying. And a um, little story behind that. I actually... It took me about... 13 years to actually beat the game. Because oh I would always God. get to the very last level with like 13 lives and 10 continues and I would always die. And I don't know why. <laughs> but like it didn't take till when it was on the 360 to actually be able to save my game right before I got to the last boss and finally beat it. Because it takes all day to get to the very end. To the very last boss. And they don't even give you no rings. Wow. Challenge. Accepted and completed. <laughs> I was about to say. Throw my pen. <laughs> and there's another one. Right. I'm just so moved. <laughs> I'm just so moved. I, I just I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Chris. Silence is the answer to all. What video game genre is your true love? Well, are you a shooter first 
Or are you an RPG player at heart? Mm. I find that my heart is most content with the passion and, and the lure and the bloodshed that comes out of every mortal that faces me in any type of game that deals with death. I think that the best thing that I love with games, though, is the genre of shooters. And it's because of the simplicity, the, the stuff that I cannot do in real life, but the stuff that I want to do, not in real life, but what I want to do in a game, is to kill. And it's just so satisfying to know that I have the power to control others' lives. And it's where I get out into my fantasy world. So if I can get out there with a chainsaw and rip someone in half, at the same time use a shotgun right around the other corner and kill another person like in Gears of War, then I am happiest and I'm loving every minute of it. Now you know they're going to probably post this at the next Capitol Hill meeting on on uh, violence in uh, video games. You know <laughs> well, yes. Increasing but, violent tendencies? Check. What? Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. I've, okay, let me let me check my criminal record history. Have I done anything illegal? In this uh, month. I, in, in this well, state. okay. I guess I did drive like 11 miles over the speed limit and I got caught for it, but um, that's about it. So, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> my, what is my true love? My true love would be, I'm going to say, first I'm going to say, um, turn-based RPGs. I know all, it's not a lot of love for that genre. A lot of people find them boring and slow. But I absolutely love them. Um, I think there's a certain element of strategy to them. And I I just, I, they're definitely my favorite, like, you know, Final Fantasy, Golden Sun, even like Pokemon, I would consider a turn-based RPG. But, um, I'll also say, and Corey, just so you know, I did say, I said Pokemon before I read what you wrote. So I wasn't <laughs> just copying you. But, um, I, but I would say that if I, if I was allowed to have, like, the equivalent of a, of a, of a mistress, I would say, I would say that, like, shooters are my, are my mistress. Just like Chris said, just the simplicity of them and just the empowering feeling. Um, I'm not going to go into quite as much detail, but I do think that there's just something to be said about shooters that definitely just they just fulfill this part of you that nothing else can. Very nice indeed. And last but certainly not least, we have a lover, but not a fighter, but could be a fighter. And maybe not a lover, but I don't know. We'll let him decide. Corey, <laughs> what is your what? favorite <laughs> genre? <laughs> um, me, I'm a, I'm a lover of nearly every genre. I would say if I was to have a, a wife of a genre, that wife would be RPGs. Um, my two children would be Shooters and Adventures. Um, my redheaded stepchild would be <laughs> would be RTS games. We didn't ask you for your family tree. <laughs> your second cousin, twice removed. That would probably be fighting games or a sports game. That's not NHL. Then there's that uncle that yeah. shows up at Christmas that. That would be that would be hidden objects games. 
<laughs> but no, if I if my my favorite genre would be RPG. I love a good story. I love to be intrigued. I love twists. If anybody knows me, I hate spoilers. If you ever spoil anything for me, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> but I love. Yeah, I definitely feel you on the, the RPG. Just the story in general. Oh yeah, like I always like. I play a game because the way that I see the game, besides the achievements, the way that I see a game is, like, the same way I see a movie. But I end up, I can control said movie, and I really enjoy it a lot. Yep. Now, Sam, if you were to get married to oh, don't one... Start with, don't start with me on this question. I'm still thinking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I thought you would be the easiest one after... No, because there's too many to choose from. Because I have reasons. Okay, just start with start with cousin Corey, and then come back to me. Fair. This is a very this is a very deep question. <clears throat> well, I'll start again, Chris. <laughs> if you were to get married to one video game character, which one would that be? Ah, uh, to meet with any of the maidens of the video game world that could. But you only can choose one. Love. I know. It, it is so hard to, to just choose one, though. Obviously, with, the, with Sam. With the, <laughs> with, if you want, with, I could go first. You with, know. No, no, no. But with the love <laughs> that I have for video games and the love of my genres and the love of everything that I love in video games, I think that the one woman that could satisfy me the most would have to be Bayonetta. <laughs> 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 Corey, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Oh, man. We, we said married, right? Yes, if you were to go for one. Ah, married. I would say I would have to pick somebody that has watched my back many a year. And that person would most likely be Ashley from uh, Mass Effect. Not bad at all. Less dangerous than Bayonetta. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> all right, Sam. We're back okay. to you. So, you get some time. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start by addressing the ones that people would typically think that I would pick and then say why it's not them. First, uh, first, my first thought was going to say Link. But if I was married to Link, then I'd probably get kidnapped all the time. Wouldn't really want to do that. So as much as I love Link, that probably wouldn't work. And then the next obvious answer is, is Damon Baird from, from Gears of War. <laughs> I, um... That's the answer I thought. As I know. Well, as it would be circumstantial, is the war over? Is the Gears of War war over? Because if it was during the war, I wouldn't want to be married to him. But, you know, if, every, if it was, like, afterwards and everything was all chill and working on, like, making the world a place again. So that that is a circumstantial answer. But my third answer is one of my my earliest game crushes that I can remember, which isn't really that long ago, but it's the first one that I actually, like, 
first video game character that I just, like, remember, like, having a crush on and feeling really weird about it is, um, Cartho Nasi from, uh, <laughs> National Republic. There's a scene in the very, like, beginning of the game, I don't remember the plan, I don't remember the first world you're on. And there's a part where, like, he, um, he, like, casually, he calls you beautiful. And he's like, oh, something beautiful. And I remember just being so just like, he called me beautiful. And then, like, I was going to do, like, an evil playthrough for whatever reason. But, like, when he said that, I was like, huh. Like, I got all, like, happy. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, this is a fictional character that I have a huge crush on. But, so it would really be uh, any of those three. I just want to, the record to show, Karth has never called me beautiful. It's okay. It's okay. It just, no one can have the stunningly good looks that I have. It's just not possible. <laughs> Karth is just one of the people, he just, he just recognizes it. But. He was just a person, he's just like a, just a, just a good guy. Like, Karth, that's Karth. A lot of people don't like him because they're like, oh, he's, um, I actually can't think of an appropriate word to say on this podcast. But, um, he's not popular among the, the gents of the uh, Nice Old Republic fan base, but I know the uh, the ladies all swoon. Just like Chris swoons for Bayonetta. <laughs> I wouldn't really call that swooning. I think there's another no. word for that. <laughs> Chris. Yes? The video game that you love the most is... Hmm. Well, from every game that I have experienced and from every uh, time that I have I, I have enjoyed with video games, I would have to say that my favorite video game that I'm most in love with is Gears of War. And if that becomes any bit of a shock to anybody, please nope. let me know. Said and done. We got to throw the pin. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody's letting you know because we got, you know, anybody who's seen your page, uh, the Killer X Wolf page at yourgamesource.com knows uh, it's gears for you. Now, Sam, could that be the same for you? Uh, for uh, for discussion's sake, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. But like Gears of War is really the the game that did get me into shooters initially. But if I did, if I had to pick my hands down favorite game, I would have to say Psychonauts, the Double Fine, because it was the first game that I played that had this just quirkiness to it and didn't take itself too seriously. And just the humor that Double Fine games tend to have, I was just in love with it. It was it was love at first play and it was <laughs> but um that that's a really hard question to answer but i just i have a lot of emotional attachments to games for different reasons like gears of war got me into shooters and like pokemon i've just grown up with like zelda got me first into games in general and then mass effect is a big one too i see i just it, this is too much for me. I can't settle down, Gerald. Don't ask me to make this commitment. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll... I feel like this, 
this relationship's moving too fast. It's, it's not you, it's me. I'm sorry. But, yeah. So, any of those. Take a break. Well, now that my heart is truly broken, <laughs> Corey, please elaborate on your one true love as a game. My one true love as a game would have to be, I know I've talked about this before, as uh, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Pencil down. Fair enough. Straight to the Yep, straight to the point on that one. I've I've already talked about why in previous podcasts. I can talk about it again. We may have new listeners. We actually do. I have had a few new listeners. And if you are a new listener out there, hello. We, hello. We're Hi. glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. Um, yeah, the whole main reason why I love that game is it's the first real adventure game that like I've ever played like something bigger than going to the right and it's it's I've played it all the way through probably about three or four times myself and which is really big because usually I play a game and I get rid of it I play a game I get rid of it and so for me to play a game so many times through especially one that's as long as that game is definitely a big thing for me so it's it's always been a, a had a special place in my heart it's always been a uh, a game that i can go to if i don't have anything else to play because i'll turn around and play it again right now if i had the time but it's definitely one of my probably my most favorite game ever and i don't even like nintendo products i hate nintendo products that's my favorite game pencil Fair. down pencil down pencil is down now, Sam, do you feel guilty when you spend maybe not enough times with video games due to your work, family, or school, or other obligations that you have in your Absolute, life? Absolutely. A very prime example of, of this has been the past, like, six months of my life. Uh, fun fact uh, to people who may not know uh, – I've been studying abroad in the lovely city of Florence, Italy, for the past six months. And uh, absolutely beautiful place. If you ever get a chance to go there, I would highly recommend it. Um, but being here, I have a lot of, you know, study abroad stuff to do, like taking trips and going sightseeing and learning Italian and a bunch of stuff that I have to do. Not not have to, but like a... Um, I have a lot of opportunities here that I would not have elsewhere. So a majority of my time is spent doing those things. And I I do feel very guilty and bad that I don't get to play games. And then I feel guilty and bad that I'm thinking about video games when I'm in Italy and, like, have this opportunity. So it's a little bit of both sides there. But um, a lot of times... Um, I'm, I'm not a very, very social person. Like, if someone's like, hey, let's go out to a bar, I'd be like, nah, I'm, I'm good, you go, whatever. But um, a lot of my socializing is through games, uh, a lot of online co-op or multiplayer stuff. So I can kind of combine uh, hanging out with friends and playing video games because that's how I hang out with people is online or if they, like, we're playing a game together or something. So... Like I always, I do feel like 
almost a responsibility of my keeping up my gaming life, like playing new games, like keeping up with what's coming out and everything, which has been very, very hard to do here. So, yeah. Sorry, I keep forgetting that people can't read our Skype chat that we have. But, yeah, Corey and I have played Hunted, which is awesome, which we haven't beaten yet, which we still need to do when I get back. But, um, yeah, a lot of my socializing is done online. And, like, even, like, hanging out with my sister, we just, like, play video games. One of my my favorite moments not in my, is a... Uh, in 2006, I think, yeah, 16, yeah, 2006, my dad and I bought the original uh, original Legend of Zelda on the WiiWare. It's like five bucks. We got it. And we spent like a couple of weeks playing it. It was so much fun. Like, one of my best experiences, my dad was playing through that. So that's, that's how, that's like how we bond. Like, we played this game together and it was a huge deal. And he has a worse temper than I do when it comes to games. Oh, that Ganon battle at the end. That was a that was a nightmare. But we did it. We beat it. <laughs> and he was like, oh, this game has, like, the best twist at the end. Like, I'm like, oh, cool. The game ends, credit rolls, credits roll. And I'm not going to ruin the surprise ending for anybody. But it's definitely one of the uh, best surprises I've ever got from a game. Well, don't if say not, it. Don't, don't spoil it. I know. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Corey might punch you. Oh yeah, so I'm not gonna say it, but it's a definitely a good, uh, good, good twist. Well, on that note, so he doesn't punch you, or me <laughs> for that matter. Corey, did you want to elaborate? The question was, do you still feel t- guilty when you don't spend enough time to video games due to all your ob- all the other obligations in your life? Um. For the most part, yes. I do I do feel a little empty when I don't play anything. Do you but, feel uh, like you're cheating on video games? Well, I don't feel like video games have an emotion. And um, so I don't feel like they feel like I'm cheating on them when I play, when I don't play them. But I do, I do get discouraged because I don't see my achievement score go up. And it makes me sad. Pencil down. You're moving to pencils now. Huh? Isn't it pens before? Yeah, I ran out of pens. I forget. And I was, okay. I, I'm not feeling as violent now, so I'm not throwing them anymore. Okay. I'm just, I'm just setting them down like I'm taking a test. Not even like a slight toss? No, I've, I've I'm moved to being really polite. And just setting it down. Now, Chris, do you feel guilty when you can't devote all your time to video games? Of course I do. Like, any time that you cannot spend every waking moment with your with your true loves, it's it is a uh, it is a heart a heartbreaking moment. But um, but they understand. They they know exactly what I'm what I'm going through and what I'm doing, so they they respect me enough to say, hey, we're we'll wait, we'll be here, and sure enough, I come back. It's great that you have that time. relationship. Yeah, it's a really so, just really inspiring relationship. It is, and and I can't believe how how long 
this this relationship has been going on. I mean, I don't, I can't say what. Guys get pretty serious, right? Almost twenty years now, yeah. And and I love every minute of it. It everything that that they do for me and I do for them. It just seems that we are meant to be. Chris, Chris, make sure you get a ring for it because you don't want to lose something like that. Trust me, the last thing I want is a red ring. Uh, uh, have, but, you, uh, but you have a green one. That's I, all I do. I do have a green one, and I will keep this green one as long as it stays green. Now, uh, Chris, then then I'll leave that last question for you. It's kind of on that same note. So do you still, with your long and storied relationship with video games, do you still find that you have the same love you always, that you have for video games now that you always had? Or do you find yourself drifting away to other things in your life, like cheeseburgers or water polo? Well, cheeseburgers are very interesting. Water polo, I like watching once every four years during the Olympics. However, nothing will break the love, the bond. No, no, no. The spirit that I have with my video games. I've never seen myself drift any further away as a matter of fact, through hard times and through soft times, we've grown closer, we've grown better, and we have grown stronger. So to answer your question, my love for for them now is not the same. It's greater. Wow. Sound like denture cream for there for a second. Um, harder, stronger, it's in there, fixed. All right. Sam? I can say with utmost confidence that I have have the same love, if not more, for games that I had when I was younger. I have much more appreciation for them. Um, I think now I can understand how, like, the time and effort that goes into them and appreciate it. Excuse me, absolutely. Sorry, wrong pipe. Um, I absolutely love video games. Like, it's such an integral part of my life. Like, it's just a part of who I am. Gaming is what I do. And I've that's really increased as the years have gone by. And I am 100% sure that in the future, I'm going to still love video games. And I'm excited to see all the new innovations that are coming out. And gaming technology is just it's only going to get better, like, from here on out. And I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited. And it's just it's going to be an amazing experience for me forever. And if I ever have children or whatever, it's going to be a big part of their lives, whether they like it or not. They're going to they're gonna be gamers. So I'm just picturing my kid being like, Mom, I want to go outside and play basketball. It's like, no, you get your paladin to level 15. And then you can go outside. But I um I could definitely see gaming forever being a big part of who I am and what I do. And Corey, I'll let you end this segment on the round table of love. First off, can we have a table that's shaped like a heart for love instead of it being yes. round? Thank you. The heart-shaped table of love. Yes. I like it. Um, I actually 
almost completely agree with Sam. Like, it's it's always been, like I said, it's one of my first memories. Like, video games have been part of my life for every waking memorable moment of my life. It's it's always had a, a huge part of it. It's always been in my life, and there's no foreseeable future of it leaving. Like, it's, like I said, it's, it's definitely a huge part, and I never want to, want to see it go away, ever. Pencils down. Very nice indeed. Very, very nice indeed. Well, uh, that concludes uh, this edition, the Valentine's Weekend edition of the Roundtable of Chris. Um, love. Ah, uh, no, no, that was gu- a heart-shaped table. No guitar background. Oh no, I already put it away. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. That was just that was breathtaking right there. That was harmonic, harmonic. We actually, we actually planned that. Yes. See, because we knew that we'd play at the same time, and we play that right tune. Mm-hmm. It makes butterflies spawn from doves, creating love to be a physical thing versus emotional. That's such like a, like, just saying, like, butterflies spawn, that just shows, like, how much of a gamer you are. Like, just that, using that terminology. Like, oh. Butterflies. That's not like butterflies, like, up here. It's like, spawn. I love it. (laughs) You know, because next thing you want to do is, you know, Teabag that noob. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, butterflies flying around. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for uh, this week, or this episode, uh, Game Source episode 58. I uh, didn't mention that earlier. Game Source episode 58. We thank you for joining us. Uh, so for me, yes, Elvis Lives, we have Killer X Wolf. Good night, world. And we have... Seventh Valkyrie. Ciao, ragazzi. And Corey, GA77ER. Off Peterson. Once again, check us out. Game Source on Facebook. You can like us there. Follow us at Game Source on Twitter. YourGameSource.com on YouTube. www.YourGameSource.com. As always, Your Game Source on iTunes. We want to thank you for listening, thank you for watching us, and hope to hear from you soon at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. Once again, thank you, and have a good one. Love, exciting and new. We're expecting you and love, life's sweetest reward, let it flow, it floats back to you. Something for everyone
Smile on a friendly shore. 